everyone, and welcome to Mapping the Tropes. This is a podcast where we talk about some of our favorite books, but especially some of our favorite tropes. And today we're going to be talking second chance romances. But before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Ariana Maria Martinez Figueroa. My name is Marianne. And I'm Paola. And today we have a very special guest that we've been hyping up since like the beginning of this podcast. Like literally Ooh. one of the inspirations of this podcast. We have Silvana Reyes. Say hello. Hi everyone. Still, my Naomi, if you're on Twitter, if you're on the book community in Romance Land, yeah, I go by the book Voyagers. You can find me there. And yeah, this this is quite amazing. Thank you all for inviting me. I've been like so excited about this project of yours because you know I love romance strokes. So every time you post about <laughs> the podcast, I get so excited for you. We wouldn't be here without you, Sil. Yeah. Literally, this wouldn't exist without your amazing genius. But yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about second chance romances. Silvana, what are your thoughts on this trope? Well, I love the trope. I haven't been reading it recently very much. I, I I now realize that like I'm trying to come up with a book or something, but I'm like coming up blank. But I do love second chance romances. They are so oomph, you know? <laughs> they just give you so much pinning and so much unresolved feelings that you know need to be taken care of somehow, some way. Yes, like (laughs) I'm gonna sort of go over a very generalized description of the trope. So TV tropes failed me this time. I couldn't find a single entry about it. Maybe I was just searching wrong, but I relied on a book riot article by Amanda Deal for the description. So here it is. A second chance romance isn't as cut and dry as it sounds. There are several origins to two characters getting a second chance. They could be exes or former lovers, either in a one that got away capacity or perhaps the relationship just didn't or couldn't work the first time around. The two of them could have been good friends at a time in their life and some series of events prevented them from making it romantic only to get another chance at confessing their feelings after being reunited. So yes, it is all about the pining, the unsolved sexual tension or even like romantic tension. Um, Yeah, um, the rest of the crew, how are you feeling about it this time around? I really, really love this uh, trope, especially because of what Seal said in the beginning, like the pining, the like all of the suppressed, repressed feelings from the past. Oh, it's so good. Second chance is just too much for my pretty little heart to handle it. And I find it especially (laughs) interesting because I know this is something that we talk about at the end of every episode. But it's something that I would never, ever do. Like, I would rather die Mm -hmm. alone than ever going (laughs) back to the person that I was once with. Like, no. So, But in in fiction, oh, it's so delicious. I I love it. Fictionalized second chances always hit much better than in real life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
I mean, I've n- I would never get back with an ex. I think like no way. Like I broke up with you for a reason, <laughs> or they broke up with you for a reason as well. So it's like, yeah. why why are you coming back? Why are you coming back yeah. for more? You left me heartbroken. <laughs> But I think in fiction, it's it's better because mm-hmm. um, there's always like a, a reason, and it's always mm-hmm. maybe heartbreaking, maybe understandable, very angsty, like oh, I just didn't deserve you at the time, whatever. But it's always very cute reason that you 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 think okay I guess we can overcome this because we are truly meant to be or whatever um but what I, I really like from second chance romances because it's people who lose touch maybe in between a few years or something but when they come back together it's like no time has actually passed at all or 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 in like in the other side when they're actually different people and they're they have to come to terms with the person they knew at the past of with the person they're meeting now and it's uh i just love that kind of pining and that kind of uh second chance getting to know each other again yeah i i really do love that um especially because a big part of this trope i feel like is the development of communication within the like pairing because it requires them to both get to know each other again and sort of try to get over the things that didn't work in the first place so it's sort of like this rearrangement of both feelings and sort of memories colliding and I don't know I really like that 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 part in uh, on my end but yeah it's different tastes for different people yes it kind of tends to be a bit angsty in a way because all of what you said um about the different things it involves and it brings to the table so maybe that's why i don't read it a lot because i just like my books to be very floppy <laughs> and slow and angst because i want to smile most of the time while I read a book instead of crying because I cry a lot even in happy moments and I don't want to cry a lot in sad moments but I do I do read some um, second chance romance books and I always enjoy them either way so I'm like I should read more why am I um why am I not reading it <laughs> I think we just want to avoid the heartbreak yes yeah. yeah yeah it's too much there's too many feelings but and yet we still keep coming back for more we, yeah we still it it's like the pain is delicious the pain is it's good it because you're going through the it's a, <laughs> a little bit cathartic at the same time because you're seeing a relationship that couldn't work and maybe it gives you it, rem- it reminds you of a moment where you yourself were also very heartbroken because something couldn't work or and to see these fictional characters sort of work through their shit is yeah like i don't know so, sort of like as, as i said like cathartic in a way um that you want to keep feeling that feeling that delicious serotonin of the happy <laughs> Uh, the happy ending at the very end. 
Oh, you know what I love when it's second chance, when we get flashbacks, when they mm. were like, together the first time and we kind of compare it to the second time or we see that the second time they're like, for example, really broken up and you're like, oh my God, how did it go from really cute and fluffy to what it is now? Mm -hmm. And it's just so beautiful and also painful. And I just love it. I really love to see that. You know what I love about this trope, uh, but also paired off with small town romances, because I love when, I don't know, if it's uh, uh, where the heroine or main protagonist uh, goes to the big city to have her big break, right? And lives behind her childhood, high school crush or boyfriend, pair, partner, whatever. And she leaves him behind and she later, years later, comes back to the her little town because, I don't know, maybe her big break didn't work out. She misses her parents. She misses this town and she comes back and he's there. And all of these emotions just come out of her and Kim are... And I love that every single person in the town are like watching them. Like they know they had something like they were... I don't know, the high school epic couple and they're just waiting <laughs> to see what happens. So I love that drama <laughs> of everyone getting involved in the second chance romance between two people who haven't seen each other in years, but they know them so well. They are so into their romance as much as we as readers are so too. Oh man, when people in the town, they're like, oh, you guys always made the greatest couple. You should probably try it again. It just, it pulls at the heartstrings. It really does. Yeah, that that perfectly ties into literally our last episode was about small town romances. So oh. it's like serendipity, you know, just. I love small town romances so much. Like, I don't, I love big city too, but I think small towns just connect a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the story like everyone is just their own different personalities and you meet all of these um, people and they all get involved in the romance too so it's epic either way <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a big a big draw for a lot of uh romance fans because it's like its own sort of microcosm of like yeah a big world but it's just <laughs> danced into this small place I love it yes. um, but if we want to uh uh Paola uh do you want to talk about your for your the first book yes so only for you is the book that I chose to talk about today this book only for you by Naima Simone came out in 2016 and it's oh it's so good it's uh it's about Killian and Gabriella and Killian was part of like the 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 Boston slash Irish uh, mafia, and he thinks that Gabriela. Well, not he doesn't think it's actually it actually happened. Uh, Gabriela was kind of a snitch, um, and that's why he spent a while in jail. And now she's back in town, and he absolutely hates her because he thinks she is unequivocally responsible for his time in jail, even though that's not like the whole story. And it's so good. It's so short, but it's absolutely delicious. Like the pining 
all of the anger. So there's like two, maybe. Yeah, I think there's like two angry sex scenes. Oh, I died. It was so good. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> okay, you saw me on this. Literally, one. yes. The the entire series is um features one former mafia person. Oh, so good. And it's very, very steamy. I'm obsessed with mafia romances now, so I must get it. Yeah. <laughs> What I was going to mention is that I think I read one of the books in this series. It wasn't this one because I, rem I, I it wasn't this one. Um, but and when I was looking through the series, I was like, oh, this this is the one that I read. Mm -hmm. It was the one with like, she's the daughter of the like mob boss. Um, I I don't remember the title of the of the of the book. Uh, I'll look for it later. Um, but and add it in the description. But uh -huh. like, and I remember that it also had the these like angry sex mm -hmm. scenes. Um, and these sort of like almost like spiteful uh like moments. And I was like, oh okay, I I I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I know we were we were talking before about how we like fluffy romances, but right now, like the the hate fucking yes, <laughs> hate fuck just hits harder in your heart. I don't know what it is about it. It's just it has. We contain multitudes. Everyone forget I said I love fluffy romances. I love like hate fuck. I love mafia forbidden romances i love like morally gray heroes who kill people for the heroine <laughs> <laughs> good thing romance has yeah. all of it i have my moments <laughs> we're multi-dimensional people do, do people not know <laughs> sometimes we want to see people being cutesy yeah. with one another but other times you want to see people fucking against the wall you know yes and putting a, a knife against their throat too <laughs> <laughs> paola but in your book uh, she she was a snitch right um yes so she infiltrates like that gang or something to get information or was she no that's what's great about it because she was very good friends with him and they were actually I think they were like either together or um or like together but not like in a formal labeled we are together we are an item kind of thing um so she knew a lot about what he was getting him himself into um so that's what's hot about it that they you know they were together They so it was real, other. basically. Yeah, exactly. Is she also part of the mafia? Mm -mm. No, she was like adjacent and everyone, you know, it's like the typical like, ooh, the good girl getting with the bad boy oh, okay. and stuff like back in when they were younger. Um, I don't remember if they were properly teenagers. Maybe they were like 18, 19 years old. Um, so they were pretty young. But oh, oh, it's mm -hmm. so good, and I love all the, all the, all the. Oh, I love you so much, but you put me in jail, so I hate you. So that, that's yes. so. That that is amazing. Really hot. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> <laughs> 
that that you see i was already gonna read it once you said about the the hate fucking so that's that was just <laughs> enough endorsement to your... yes also like naima simone is like amazing with uh sex scenes like um i read all of these series is great it's called the lick club series uh but i read scoring the player's baby oh my god her sex scenes are so freaking good I just I want to read everything. Mm-hmm. I I I read story story the the mafia daughter um <laughs> that's how it's called now sorry Naima um and and uh, scoring with the wrong twin which is a part of the wag series the like mm-hmm. football series yeah. the athlete one yeah 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 and that was I that was also really good it was. I think it was maybe like a four star read for me, um, which and it was like my I think it was my first book by hers that I read. And I, I really liked it because it's it's a hidden identity type romance as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like it, to briefly summarize, it's like the this girl goes to a photo shoot for her twin sister because her twin sister had like a conflict of a time conflict she decides to go instead um and the photo shoot is with the football guy and they sort of hit it off then they meet again at like a bar and she continues to pretend that she's her sister um that's why it's called the wrong twin I I see I see yeah she and she's actually a computer programmer um and her sister is like a model who decides to just go away for like a week or something and so she's uh house sitting for her sister as well so when the the guy like arrives because he like misplaced something maybe like an idea or something and and he goes to like be a gentleman or or give it to her and, and she's like oh yes this is indeed my apartment uh panics uh and i i really liked it uh i think the like because hidden identity could also be kind of weird sometimes but mm-hmm. i think it she handled it pretty well uh considering the <laughs> the trope um i love that though because she's uh naima simone is very dynamic because in in that now that you mentioned that she's a computer programmer in the book that i mentioned Uh, the, the other sports romance she I think she's like a director of public relations or something like that but like they're both very like independent women mm-hmm. and in this series the women I mean yeah they are independent but they've also been like really repressed mm-hmm. <laughs> sexually yeah so I love the the difference between um she has the range she has the range yeah <laughs> Yeah, she absolutely does. So read more Naima Simone, people. So <laughs> I don't know if Silvana wants to talk about a book. Yes, I was able to go into my head and come up with something. <laughs> so I read, like, I think I read it last year, very, very last year, I think in December or something. Um, I read The Captain's Midwinter Bride by Liana de la Rosa. And this is a second chance romance, but a 
quite different second chance romance because um, they are already married, but they're kind of strange. And they have, they, their marriage was a marriage of convenience and they have been married for years, like I guess like 20 years or something. And he has been away because of his job and he worked for the crown, has been in boats for all his life and hasn't been there for his wife and his kids. And now he is without a job. He's like retired now and comes back home. But this marriage of convenience started as a marriage of convenience. So they haven't really mm, like get gotten there, you know, like got into that romance goodness. But they have a good partnership. But then their daughter, I think their daughter is getting married and now they have to plan a wedding together. And they spend a lot of time together now. And it's so cute. Like their second chance romance after 20 years of being together and not not experiencing that, um, I guess, that marriage bliss throughout those years. It's just incredible to see it happen. Also, this book is very fluffy and Liana does a wonderful job like getting you those feelings you so... um, so want in your life so yeah I highly mm-hmm. recommend this book it's really great it's short it's a novella it's a Christmas novella so it's kind of perfect now because Christmas in July you know <laughs> yes I actually love that you recommended first of all that it's a historical because I think last episode or the one before we talked about how we don't read too many historical books and also because I love 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 second chance but when they're married like when they're about to like (laughs) divorce but then they're like oh let's go to therapy and let's fix it and we want to I just love second chance when they're married because it's something completely different because they've always been together but like yeah you know the the spark was gone and now they're trying to to rekindle the romance I just love it I, I was reading one of Liana's uh latest books as to tempt a scandalous lord Oh, wait, I think it's uh, the, the one that I read was the first one in the series. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the To Love a Scandalous Lord. The Tempest Scandalous Lord, her latest one is The Tempest Scandalous Lord, the purplish one. And I think it's a marriage of convenience also. So I love marriage of convenience. So now I'm going to read it soon. <laughs> yeah, I also love the language. Like I, uh, I read To Tame a Scandalous Lady. I think I read okay. like half of it as well, uh, as well in 2020 in preparation for our panel together. And I really, really like her writing. So, and I, I, I just, I didn't get to the, to the, to the smut if there's any, I don't know. But, um, but if, if there is, I'm very excited because I love the language that is used for sex scenes. Yeah, I think the first one focused on like, I, I remember it's like a very like intricate plot that they were like childhood friends and stuff. Um, but yeah, but yes, thank you, Silvana, for bringing up Liana de la Rosa. This is the first time we were talking about her in, the, in this podcast. We love a Christmas novella. We love it. We love to read it in the middle of like the hottest summer in the world, in the history of the world. Um. <laughs> so yeah thank you Silvana definitely want to read that one now I 
am going to talk about mine because it's actually a bit similar, not not like identical, but it's similar to Paola's because it's about like people who technically hate each other and like have to fuck their feelings out of each other like that. So my book is called Hate to Want You by Alicia Ray. It was published in 2017 and I'm pretty, pretty sure that still like I think still recommended it to me or if it wasn't still it was Cam another friend of ours who was very into the romance scene so one of you guys someone definitely recommended this to me and this book ruined ruined me ruined me like it, it gave me unrealistic expectation for for angst filled books because this book is like dripping with angst the protagonists are Libby Kane and Nicholas Chandler Livy is a Japanese Hawaiian tattoo artist and Nicholas, he runs his family's business empire. Years ago, these two families were entwined because they owned a business together for a long time. But after a tragedy, um, that business relationship was destroyed. And also Nick, Nicholas and Livy's relationship fell apart as well because they were childhood sweethearts. They were predicted that they were going to take over the empire together. But when this tragedy happens, it all falls apart. Basically, these two families who were once so close are now public enemies. This is basically sort of like a Romeo and Juliet romance in a sort of way because they're, they're kind of feuding families and they're forbidden to be with each other in some sort of way because of the angst. Mm -hmm. But this is a... While it's a second chance romance, they actually see each other every year. And that's because every year on Libby's birthday, she texts, um, she sends a text to Nicholas with some coordinates. And those coordinates are where they meet each other and they have wild, hot, sexy, steamy, uh, emotion filled sex, really mind blowing sex every year. And after that, they don't talk to each other until her next birthday when she sends and when she sends other coordinates and they meet again and they do it all over again. But then there's Hot. one year where she doesn't text him <laughs> the coordinates. And so he says, like, I'll just forget about her and forget about our, our arrangement. It's not going to happen again, whatever. But the point is that she moves back to the town where they met, where he's currently at, where her family is, and that's where everything kind of uh, starts to make them question, like, why did they break up? Can they get over their tragedy and get back together? And uh, this is, I think, out of all the books that I've recommended, this one is actually one of the steamiest, the smuttiest. Like, I can remember scenes where there was, like, banking there was there was like light choking some some dirty talk and dirty play like because because they 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 technically they don't hate each other it's never been about hating each other but they hate that they love each other so much that's why it's called hate to want you because they know that there's things that separate them so that are so kind of insurmountable in a way that loving each other is so bad And, and they feel it. And every time they have sex, it's like, we shouldn't do this, but it feels so good. So let's keep doing it. Uh, like, 
heavy burdens, family obligations, grief, power, forbidden romance, all of that comes together and it comes in between them. And it's just, it kind of breaks your heart to see two people who clearly want to be together, but can't because of these things. And seeing Libby move back and try and, and then having to face their feelings head on because now she, she doesn't, she can't run away because um, they're right there, you know? That's uh, just really, really good. They, it's, it's an emotional punch. Like I said, it ruined me for other books. Like if there's not angst on these levels, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> really, Alicia Rye is this series is one um, one of the most amazing series in romance. I will I will say that if anyone wants to get into romance, if they want to pick up a book of if they want to pick up a romance book for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is a really good series to start. Like, from years from now, they will be talking about classical romance books. And yeah, we have the very, very classical, classical romance books of ages ago. But you have to have <laughs> modern or like right now classicals. And this series is going to be a classical. I'm sure of it. Definitely. And I feel like all three books are so, so good. Like, yeah, all three. I, because you know we love the first couple so much and then you see the second one and you think how she how is she gonna give us that much angst and she does it again and it's just it's so good like because also the the tragedy that separated them in the first book also translates to future to the other books in the series and it's something that doesn't get resolved right away because it's like a, a a mystery and it's grief and it's that thing that um it it goes through the entire series because it's a family trying to pick up the pieces you know and alicia ray really really does an incredible job at it like the angst she's the queen of angst really honestly i really love that that the series yeah i think this is maybe one of the first romance books that i saw a lot of people recommend Marianne, Silvana, Cam, as we mentioned. Uh, they they've all spoken quite highly about this book, and honestly, it's very like uh, not overwhelming, but like I I kind of don't want to read it because of like the hype. I hope we're not over. I hope we're not overhyping it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, like like that you create like expectations. Yeah, and yeah. Then- yeah, I'm, I'm scared to read it because uh, I, I like angst as much as the next person. Um, but also I'm like, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, wanna, I, I do want to read it, though. Me too. Also, the covers are hot. Yeah. Like, I remember most of all the covers and I just I immediately want to read them. That's some good cover design. And I think also because most of these are second chance if I'm remembering correctly I think uh, they are all second chance yeah the third one I think they never were together in the third one but like they have been crushing on each other for so many years (laughs) so it kind of (laughs) is exactly and uh, I think the author kind of 
Because, you know, some second chance books, it's like a minor understanding that breaks them apart or it's just like a thing of timing or something. But in these books, there's actually something really Mm -hmm. big that separates each couple. It's something that takes a lot of care to to like surpass that and to actually for them to get together. It makes the romance all the more believable too. at the end. Like, yeah, I really I like if I'm. I have reread this series actually. I, I've reread them various times, like either through audiobooks or ebooks or whatever, because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. So yeah. It's so valid. <laughs> but I love this book mainly because they meet each other once a year just to fuck. <laughs> I just love plot like And various favorite books of mine have that. Like how there's more after she'll do this type of trope that they meet each other for once a year just to like maybe hang out or I guess fuck too if they want <laughs> and yeah yes. yeah also another another book that's sort of the same trope but it has more character backstory um mm-hmm. is every new year by Katrina Jackson it there's like it's a recurring thing of them sort of doing something to develop or sort of obstruct their relationship every new year yeah it's 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 a really it's really cute um in conclusion authors you should keep writing recurring romances you know meet once a year do something once a year we we want to see it I actually do. Yeah, I do like that trope, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the trope where you just see each other once a year or once every few times. Because it's like, you know, they they live their entire lives, whatever. Maybe they think about it once in a while. Like, I wonder what this person is doing. But none of them ever takes the chance to contact because they have like this little unspoken agreement that will only speak at this time. I I like that trope a lot. Yes. Anyways. (laughs) Adriana, what about your book? Okay, so since Paola and Marianne's books are connected, I think mine and Silvana's are connected. And we didn't plan this, but but it just happened. Because there's a marriage involved in this one as well, but it was in the past because the book that I chose is uh, House Rules by Ruby Lang. It's a book that came out last year in 2020 um and it's a relatively short book it's not like super long um but it's still so good um so it's about uh 17 years ago uh this couple decided to divorce um and they went their separate ways they didn't have like a lot of contact post divorce um and they by chance meet back up uh because she she's back living in the same city as him um and they end up have like wanting to rent this apartment this two-bedroom apartment and they're like well if you want it and i want it um i guess we can co-live in this apartment uh you know amicably you know there's no bad feelings here um but 
of course, there's still a little, a, a tiny bit of bitterness over how it all ended. Um, and then their chemistry starts to sort of fizzle again. Um, and inev inevitably, they end up back together. Um, but it's, it's really about like adults who didn't really have it together when they were like married um, and decided to go their own paths to sort of grow up, mature a little bit um, and find a, a thing that they're a bit more passionate about um, because she, she used to be a piano sort of concert player um, and she decided that she really resented playing the piano um, and he is a, a music teacher. So she had this connection to music and he was this embodiment of this thing that she was starting to hate and she decided to sort of break things off. Um, and they go their, their separate ways and she sort of travels around the world just without a lot like something like a goal in mind she just wants to feel fulfilled and find something that she's passionate in again and she starts like cooking and eating a lot like in, in all these different places she, and she realized oh maybe I, I want to cook and she starts like working her way up in like kitchens and stuff to and she like starts becoming a like professional at like like it's a it's a type of noodle like handmade noodles that she like hand tosses and like uh uh like it's like hand cut noodles um and she ends up getting a position at this restaurant in the city back where she came from and that's how she stumbles upon uh her ex they move back in together. And as I said, chemistry abounds. So yeah, it's it's there's a little bit of angst, not not like a lot, a lot, but like enough. More it's enough. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a perfect amount of like it's a sprinkling of angst because they have to relearn how to communicate with each other, both as like room as like housemates. And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were um, roommates. <laughs> they were roommates. <laughs> um, they have to like rebuild their relationship. Um, all while still knowing their little quirks mm -hmm. a little bit and all these different things. Um, I and I found it really heartwarming, um, to see how they've developed and matured through their relationships and through the time that they've spent apart and then when they get back together. Do they have like um, like kids or stuff that come like would come in between their their no second? no so like they they were they married very young and like when they were in college or something um, so they they've been they they were together until they were like maybe 21 or 24 or something um it's like early 20s so they separated when they're their their own ways and they meet back together when they're like late 30s early 40s or something so 
they're like like big adults now <laughs> um and so and, and they never had children and it's it's also explained that she suffers from like is it picos i think it is or an endometriosis it's one oh, of those uh-huh. um so it's there's a chronic pain uh uh sort of representations uh, uh, of sorts because uh, she never mentioned it to him when they were together and she sort of realized it as she kept getting older and actually went to a doctor and stuff Um, so there's this aspect of him realizing oh this thing that maybe was also a part of our uh sort of our arguments, our problems when we were together. Um, it's not my fault. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just biology being fucked up. Um, and, but she also explains that like, she, she, I don't think they actually want to have children at this point because they're like full grown. They're like, we have, we have, fully formed uh, lives at the moment. <laughs> we don't have time for kids at this point in our lives and don't want them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Love that for you guys. Yeah, it's, it was a special book for me, I think, because it really, the way that she develops this, like, they're very sort of, like, cordial with one another at the beginning. <laughs> they're like, this is awkward right like we were together and now we're like like acquaintances of sorts um and the way that she sorts she writes the development between them and as they start sort of like doing casual touches and and like oh I cooked this for you and just because i thought you would need it um and the mysticity of it all I'm like oh my god I'm melting (laughs) melting I'm I'm a fool (laughs) like I said I love when they were married and then they have a second chance I love it I love it Mm -hmm. because you know when when they got married they did go through that like romantic period where they got to know each other and whatever and now like they're doing it again but now within a different sort of context they're like like you said they're grown people they're they're different people now ah I love that kind of trope I I I really loved it um and I want to read the rest fluffy it it is it is a a little bit fluffy especially in the like domestic scenes Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. when they're like spending time together and they're like describing because like the point one of the characters is the apartment basically that they live in oh um you know how people say that like new york city is one of the characters in this film (laughs) Um, but the apartment is like both the place that most of the 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 book uh is like going through but like um it's also its own sort of character because it's like this apartment that has like a lot of let, let's say a lot of sunlight um and it's like very warm and inviting and it's part of the reason that they are able to get back together because it's like 
oh, this sort of inviting space. It's not like a cramped apartment that we could barely pay for when we were very young. It's now like this a little bit more spacious. We have some like space to be able to be apart, but also be together. Um, there's also a cat in the book. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat is precious. I love the cat. Um, there's also a bit of an angsty scene to do with the cat. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love domestic couples. I don't. I think I <laughs> like. I'm addicted to, to to like angstiness, but I don't know mm. what it is. Like, I don't know if it should be like pathologized as everything is on Twitter, but there's something about the angstiness of, of things that I love. Um, mm. But with fluffy things, it's like I get a breath of like, this is what it actually should be like. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I should definitely check out this book. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, it's pretty short. Um, it's, I from what I could remember on Goodreads it said like 172 pages I think it was the ebook so it's relatively short yeah I yeah. love short books um short books for yeah. the and it's also it, it also doesn't feel rushed it feels like the author takes her time to set up that you know the characters knew each other they're going through these th these things, um, but as soon as we see that they're like getting along in the kitchen in this shared space, and it's like it's up, it's about the like small touches in the bag as they're like walking through the the kitchen and passing like pans and pots in order to cook something together. I'm weak. I'm weak. I love that. It's just perfect. I love, I love the small moments more than I love the yeah. kisses, the sex, the everything else. It's just when they like make their pinkies touch under the 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 table. It's just like what what what's happening? That's so sexy. How is this more sexy than a sex scene? This doesn't make sense. It's the yearning. <laughs> it's the yearning. It's all about the small moments, people. The small hesitant touches. Ugh. Beautiful, beautiful. We love the journey here. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, if if you're into like domestic second chance cat filled uh, romance, it's really nice. Um, it's also a bit of a foodie romance, so foodie on the lookout. For yeah, that I love foodie romances. Mm, I love it. It just makes me so hungry, and I never mm -hmm. have anything to mm -hmm. eat, so I get really after <laughs> i yeah. think it's worse when you don't have the specific food yeah. they're actually describing and you're like no this is not fair <laughs> it's so valid <laughs> i know i think i think this is a good place to end this podcast silvana thank you so much for joining us it has been such a blast a pleasure um 
please plug your all your shit please do um thank you all three for inviting me it was such a fun time i had such a good time doing this i love talking about romance you will never shut me up about it <laughs> so i love talking about my books so thank you all i'm so glad that i got the chance to be here and yeah i guess you can find me on twitter mainly i am there just shouting about random stuff and roman strokes <laughs> and yes i also write for book riot and frolic and i will share my post articles columns there every single time i post something on there but you also can follow along and just read my post on book riot and frolic if you like i have an instagram but i don't update it so much i just get really oh, uninspired sometimes <laughs> it's okay you you go at your own pace you you're constantly making content yeah, in I other just, places you don't have to feel bad about any of it you uh, and i have a lot of other articles coming up that i am so glad that i finished because <laughs> i rest <laughs> you you need a break but also yeah. follow sivana uh what's your twitter again remind the people yeah the book voyagers you find me follow me reach me if you want to meet yeah. me <laughs> still possible still pos <laughs> yeah marianne marianne plug your shit yeah follow me on twitter if you'd like my username is at bookish boricua b-o-r-i-c-u-a Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not very active, but I do like to gush about my favorite books. And I also share when we have new podcast episodes. It, my username is Reads by Starlight. Uh, I will be participating in Virtual Indie Book Fest with Paola. Um, so pay attention to that. And through my social media, you can find my contact email for any promotional Uh, sensitivity reads, beta reads, any type of opportunities you would like to discuss with me. So check that out. What about Paola? I am at Gereror, that's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-A-W-R uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm on YouTube uh, at Paola Mancera or Paola M. Guerrero. I also have a book club called Accidentally in Love, which you can find on Twitter. It's in my bio. I have a book blog called Love Paola uh, with two A's in the end, .wordpress.com. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's all the, like, all the platforms I'm on. Um, but I also do sensitivity reads. I do like book tour stuff. And yeah, you can, you, oh, and I'm doing virtually in the book fest with uh, Marianne as one of the panel hosts. And I recently teamed up with, that sounds so professional, but I desperately needed help. So I asked my <laughs> friends, Jaws and Andrea to help and they graciously accepted. So, um, and we're, I mean, we're, we're very excited about where the event is, is going. I think by the time this goes up, it'll already be um, very, very close to virtual Indie Book Fest. So check it out. Yeah. 
Um, and you? Yeah, I am Adriana Maria Martinez Figueroa. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, at Borigua Reads, B-O-R-I-C-U-A Reads. Um, and I'm somewhere on YouTube, a bit of a cryptid on there. Um, what else? Uh, my website, BorigaReads.com. You can see all my info there. Um, I have some book reviews that will be coming out with tour.com. I'm really excited about them. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to be uh, reviewing The Last Cuentista by Donna Barbaguera. And uh, We Light Up the Sky by Lilian Rivera, but that one is coming out like in the fall, I think. Um, I've written a, a lot of things. Uh, and I was a part of a... a a tabletop RPG group. We did a novela-inspired <laughs> role-play game. Uh, it's called Pasión de las Pasiones, and it was really fun. You should check it out. It's uh, on Off the Table on Twitch. You can find the VODs there. It's just four episodes. It was really spicy and juicy and everything you want in novelas. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun, so that's why I'm plugging it right now. <laughs> you should watch it because I really want to keep doing it. Um, and yeah, and we have this podcast, uh, Mapping the Tropes. You can you can follow us at Mapping Tropes and on Instagram at Mapping the Tropes. Please share, rate it, leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends. Just, just scream it everywhere, please. If you want to sponsor us, you can contact us at mappingthetropes at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, you can find most of the links to listen to our podcast at anchor.fm slash mappingthetropes. Uh, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere where you can catch podcast episodes, you can listen to us and yes our next episode should be out in two weeks uh and we'll be delving into age gap romances again thank you silvana for joining us thank you all for listening and y'all this was mapping the tropes baby let's go (laughs) 